car order, it's always been car order. I strongly disagree. That's the way it is. through the window in a nice way. Just so I could go down and drink a carton while everyone punches on. Just pisses me to tears. That's the worst thing you can do. You shut up, you hack. Talking about boat ramps. This is what I wanted to get through from the start. You just made an idiot. And welcome to the Chumming Up Podcast, the fishing, spearfishing and ocean adventure podcast that only go comes out from places that sound like a pensioner old lady. I am Squirrely and I'm in Beverly, the place where everyone fucking wants to be. And with me is my guest, uh, Stuart Kepton. How you going, big horse? Yeah, not too bad, young Freddy. How are you, mate? <laughs> Good, mate. Fucking... Better if you don't call me Young Freddy for the rest of the fucking pod, I'll tell you that much. Oh, we'll see how we go, eh? mm. You're a uh, shark fisherman, skipper, yeah, uh, cracking it. down for Christmas now. How, how How's it been going, your last few fishing trips? Yeah, it's been a bit up and down. Cruise is pretty hard. Yep. But, no, uh, getting the hang of it. I haven't been skipping long decky for five years on a shark boat. Yep. Uh, stepping up to skipping is a big change. Yeah, yeah, you're fucking telling me. It was uh, something I never got good at anyway. Yeah, so you you catch mainly gummy sharks netting, is that, that correct? Yeah, target three different species of shark at different times of year, but gummy is your main target. Yep, so the other two, bronzies and... Uh, whiskeries. Whiskeries? Yep. The fuck are whiskeries? Uh, similar to a gummy, but get when the water warms up, they come around and they're usually out deeper on really hard bottom. Yeah, right. And that's all just for local fish fish and um, chip shops, or is that...? It's more a domestic market. Most of our fish goes to Sydney and Melbourne. Yep. Yeah, and that's out of, what, uh 80-foot boat, or...? Uh, how... I get it. I'm on a 60-foot market at the moment. Uh, Most of the boys down there are running 60 to 65 footies. Yep. Yeah, right. And that's uh, out of Esperance, or...? Yeah, yep, Esperance across to nearly Augusta and then all the way up to the South Australian borders, our zone, so yeah, right. pretty big area. Yeah, of uh, mainly shit weather, is that? Oh, this time of year, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and easterlies and not much let up from it. Yep. Yeah, fuck, I could imagine. Big boats for it, but yeah, so your last few few trips, I think you told me that uh, your decky had a, had a bit of an accident, not on... The last trip, maybe the trip before. What what happened there? Yeah, not last trip, but the trip before. I'd been screaming. Oh, I got to the point where I was screaming at him, cutting tails off stingrays. Wouldn't fucking listen. I think we were only doing another three days, sat around for a day and a half because the weathering couldn't work. Chucked the gear in. I think we were about 100 metres in. Bang, stingrays barbed him in the foot. He's <laughs> fainted on me three times in about 20 minutes. Oh, so. shit. I'm trying to, and we actually had fish in the net for the first time of the trip, so I was a bit pissed off. Yeah, yeah, it's the only time anything happens when you're on the fucking fish. Yeah, so I've got him laying on the deck, rolling around, moaning and groaning, he's in pain. He's probably still blowing 20 to 25 knots. I'm yep. trying to drive the boat, spread the net on the spool, and pull fish out with him rolling around, acting like his leg's been just cut off, but, you know, it is what it is. Yep. So what do you do for Stingray Barb? Is that hot water, or are you just fucking... Told him to keep working. Oh, I ended up pulling all the gear by myself and he just sat on the engine hatch. But yeah, it's just hot water and I threw a bit of dead oil in it as well. 
My boss told me to give him Panadol, but I thought he was being a weak little cunt, so I didn't give him nothing. <laughs> you, don't get, you don't deserve Panadol. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, when, when I got the fucking uh, Marlin hook through my arm, I think I got a Bundy, so maybe my skipper was a bit nicer. Yeah, it must uh, have been, but we don't got beer on the boat, so yeah, no, that. No, that, that makes it fucking harder. Um, yeah, so you, you were talking about how long you were uh, decking on the shark boats before, and like we'll get get back into that but like your fishing journey probably started a little bit bit later as far as uh commercial fishing or working on a boat well i i know you uh did a heap of fishing um as a young bloke um just recce fishing i think think you used to come out when i was driving blue hurry a bit as well yeah i come out and just done i guess you needed someone to catch fish for you when you had some useless punters on there and <laughs> well, I wasn't much better than him, to be honest so you know you got 21 useless cunts instead of 20 I guess yeah know, that's it just, just an additional one yeah yeah but I reckon my commercial fishing journey actually started in X now yeah I think I come up there to come spend two weeks holidays with you because I cracked the shits at dad and got off the plane and you got me a job on Blue Horror to start with yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was was uh, Steve Selmary Driving Blue Hori at that stage, I can't. No, can't. Steve had passed. I think okay. seven or eight months before, and Pez yeah, was on right. That yeah, so that was, was the transition between yeah. them selling it. Yep. So yeah, how long did you do on Blue Horizon? Not not too long, was it? I think I was on Blue Hori for about six months, and then yep. went over and went wetlining with Pete and Dick Nixon. Yep. Uh, so what they had the gun. Yeah, they had the, there. They had the gun. I think Mick was still offshore when I originally started on it. It was just me, Pete. I can't remember the other bloke's name, but then it ended up towards the end, Mick and Pete on there with me. Yep. Yeah. How was that time? Like, looking back on it now, did you mainly just learning or was it? Yeah. Oh, the boys were still really good at finding fish. Like, they were only early on into it as well, but it was an awesome experience. I was actually a bit stumped, like, for work and I done one day charter with Pete when they had diversity and they had the ledger cat I think it was he's just taking his mates out yep took me out and I run up run into him in the pub two years later and he remembered me and offered me a job but no it was good fun to work with him got, yep tried a few different things they took me marlin fishing as well got my first blue with them yep I think I got a black the same day and yeah shit yeah so that was coming back from up near Rankin Bank I think yeah right yeah well talking about marlin I, I think that's your uh, big comp win that you were part of was with Leewald. Alex the, and Nikki. Yeah, right. For for the ladies comp, was it? Yeah, I was just a piss drinker on the boat. Yeah, but. well, that, that's what, because uh, obviously me and Leewald just spent six days on the river casting lures, so it came up in conversation, was that he, he reckoned you polished off a cart and dur- <laughs> during the comp, was or during one day? Yeah, that was so, about right, and... Neither of the girls could reverse the trailer and dip the boat on, so that was a bit of a fucking mission at line <laughs> up at the boat ramp. <laughs> they were waiting for me for a while, so. Yep. Nah, it's a bit of a, bit of a rookie move, I think. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that comp, how many do you remember? Fuck, you're probably the worst one to ask, but do, do you remember how many were caught? Or it was a, it was a one-day comp, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just a one-day comp. Was that the one I was supposed to be on and I got... No, nah, you were working. Oh, okay. You organised for me to go with Leewald. Yep. And then you didn't organise for me to go with Leewald. 
that's why I couldn't be line man or anything like that because you were a useless cunt didn't organise it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about but right. It was a one-day comp. I think we got, we must have got five or six blacks, I reckon. And Leewald, being Leewald, being pretty smart, run a lot gear to get the extra points, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yep. And then we had, there was one other boat, I think Bree was on it maybe. Oh, yep. Yeah, with and the Punisher they, and that. Yeah, they hooked up with five minutes till lines in. Yeah. Oh, lines out. And I think they were the only boat that could come close. But then still over a count back, I'm pretty sure Lee still would have won it. Yeah, right. Yeah, he'd, he'd be aware of all, all that. The right one to ask. So so the people on it was uh, Lee Wild and then the two fishos were Nikki's missus. Yeah, and Alex from New Zealand that they had. Oh, Alex the Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So, yeah, probably one of the best divers in, in the world. I don't know how good she was on, on the fishing rod. Um, It was actually her first marlin. Yeah, right. Fuck. On the rods, so she was pretty stoked about that. I'm pretty sure I've still got them videos on my phone. Yeah, okay. Fuck, that's cool. That's not bad to have, like, uh, one game fishing comp under your belt and won it. I've, I've got a fucking shitload. And <laughs> I only got the one win, I think. Yeah, well, I guess I was actually a bit worried about going after the first time I went marlin fishing with you and Leewold, but I think we drove around for seven or eight hours in Arvo and got nothing. But I think that was, I would have only been 18 or 19 then. So that was, and it was the early blue season, like, just going out chasing that big grander and you just wanted to sip someone up on the rod and yeah, right. I, I was no wiser of it. Yeah, yeah. That, that tend, tended to be our go-to. By the end, it was just me and Leewald because no one wanted to fucking come. But, um, yeah, that would have been early days when we were sussing it out. So, yeah, you, you could have them fucking boring days. But, no, that's cool. And then, so, you went straight from working wet lining up in Exmouth to... Down south onto the sharks, or um, I actually of- jumped on a pilchard boat for six months before I jumped on a shark boat, and even that lot, that was actually mayhem when you were catching pilchards. Yep. But I think moon strikers. That's a sixty foot west coaster as well. I think we stuffed ten ton on that, but we were leaving at midnight, and you were back in by seven o'clock in the morning, and in a way, it was hand pulling all the gear. It was just over a block and you pulled the floats and pulled the net in and then you just have a bunch of fish at the side of the boat. Yeah, right. Was it like a persine net? Is yeah, that... so that's persine. And yeah. So that was a bit different, especially when you're on the scoop. Yeah. And you're pushing down and you've got usually an idiot running the hydraulics to lift the scoop for you and lifting you off the deck and that. And you want to get the fish on as quick as you can, but yep. you can say pilchard fishing was interesting. Yeah, right. Do you, do you get to see much like, any of the pelagics or makos coming around the the feed, or is it with the pilchards? Not so much because you're only ten miles. You, I think the furthest you go pilchard fishing is ten miles from Esperance. Yeah, okay. It's all right. in the bay right at the back of the port, most of it. So yeah, always get a pretty good lifestyle. That is a fine weather fishing fishing industry. Can't go out when it's rough. Yep. Yeah. So the those pilchards is that mainly just all for the tuna fishery? You know where they... Um, nah, so the boys in Esperance actually refused to sell to the tuna industry in South Australia because when they had... there's, I think it's called... was white spot disease or something pilchards from America had. They yeah, imported right. a heap of bait and it wiped the pilchards out in Australia. Yeah, okay. So that's why I think the pilchard industry in Esperance and commercial fishermen had a lot to do with 
the tuna farms never going in there. Yep. Because they kicked up a big sink about the ones in South Australia. Yeah, right. Fuck, there you go. So that that was six months and then straight onto a shark boat from there or Yep. So I actually jumped on the boat I'm skippering now as a decky for two trips just to fill in for someone that was away. But when I was pilching fishing I made a few mates that were shark fishermen and they loved it when they come home because they needed someone to drink piss with and I was working from midnight till eight in the morning, go home and sleep for a couple of hours and then go to the pub and get pissed and then go home and have another sleep and go fishing again that night. So they had <laughs> someone to have lunch, drink piss with every day. So yep. I've done two trips on the boat I'm driving now and then I went and jumped onto another boat and that was the boat I was on for four or five years. Yep. So like th- those first trips, sharking as a decky, was it straight away like this is – this is it or um I actually yeah, I guess it is. Like I didn't never didn't think I'd go to the point of doing my skips ticket. Yep. But then the boat I was on for ages, he pushed me to go and do it. Yep. He's like, go and do it, like have a crack and he'll I think eventually I could end up back driving for him. Yeah, right. A good capture on a shark boat, what what's that sort of like in a day? What what amounts are you you getting? So you wanna base a good trip you sort of want to base around 300 kilos three to 500 kilos a day yep but that's you winch up two to three times a day so your net's in and out two or three times a day so you winch up at five in the morning three in the other and then again 10 at night yep so you're sleeping that's pretty broken but yeah that's when you find fishing you're on hard bottom you can drop back and just winch up twice a day yeah right and the the bycatch do you get much of that or that comes down to all the bottom of the fish too so yep. you do get a lot of queen snapper and groper uh, your main bycatch but starting to see a lot lot more um jew fish down there now yeah the right jews are starting to make their way down there and even the wreckies are going out targeting jews now yeah and 10 years ago it wasn't heard of yeah okay fuck that's crazy eh? yeah so i wonder how long it'll be and they'll be in south australia i guess yeah well that's it I know, like, Perth and that, some of the captures there, We I think we talked about it on the podcast. They're getting, like, coral crabs all through the Swan River, which is fucking nuts to me. Yeah, Robbo's getting caught out of uh, Mandra and shit like that, so. I've got a funny feeling I've seen something, someone caught a red pretty far south too. Yep, like yeah. Might have been the back of Rottnest or. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Yes. I can't, can't remember it exactly either, but yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's one of them things. you got to fucking go with the flow and adapt to what's happening, I guess. Yeah. So, like, what about the white pointers? Like, do, you, do you see a lot? Since I've been skippering, one, I've seen one. Yeah. It's the first time I put the net in. I had a decky from Darwin, and he'd never seen one. Yeah, right. And I yelled out to him, hey, mate, you ever seen a pointer? And he's like, nah. And I was like, well, come and have a look at this. Yep. And he come up and he shit himself and I was like, mate, that's only a baby. Yeah, right. So, so what what size you reckon? Two and a half to three. Yep. But just Yeah, that's about the size of the one I seen, but that was in X mouth. Yeah, but just you know, the girth of them is what throws yeah. people off. <laughs> like we've got a bit of a running joke down there, all the commercial fishermen and anyone that knows anything about fishing is every every time one's seen on the beach. 
It's like, oh, there's a six metre great white yeah. fourth beach. And you go out there for a cruise and it's like, fuck me, I should have used it. It's like three metres. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I think they're just a thing now that it's just a common occurrence. I think there's been one down there every day in the last week. Yeah, right. And they're getting closer to town too. Like people are walking out the tanker jetty in the Arvos and there's this one swimming down the tanker jetties. So yep. it's not long before there'll be another attack down there. Yeah, okay. Do you, do you have any theories on, on why? Like, do, do people sort of blame the shark diving out of South Australia or is it just more sharks or...? I reckon it's more sharks. And they... I don't know if you've ever seen, like, shark... I guess you have ragged on Shark Week a bit, but there's a Shark Week thing about finding Salisbury. So Salisbury Island is about 100 miles from Esperance. Yep. And... Like, I've seen footage that people haven't seen of Salisbury and that's just absolutely nuts. Like, I don't... My mate, he's an ab diver and he'll still jump in the water out there and he's just not worried by him. Yep. So, I don't think the cage diving in South Australia has an effect. Yep. There is, there's just bigger numbers of them and social media plays a big part in it. You know, people still seen them, but they couldn't... They weren't one click away from saying, oh, look, there's a fucking white pointer at yeah. observatory point. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, they might have to go home and get their phone book out to ring a mate. Be like, oh, there's a white pointer out there. Should we go try and catch it in the 80s? Yep. Whereas now it's someone just, oh, there's a pointer there and yeah, yeah. 15,000 people in Esperance. So 15,000 people see it in the first hour. Yeah. Well, I know like uh, in Exmouth, it used to be the pearl divers would say, oh, I've seen a white pointer and everyone would be like, that guy's a fucking liar and a drug addict. <laughs> so, so it probably helps if you got footage of the fuckers as well. Yeah, oh, and that's the thing. Smartphones show everything. I guess that's... Yeah, let alone the drones. you got to be careful. There was there was a shark boat out of South Australia, and I think the skipper and the decky got in a lot of shit. This was early on smartphone days. They caught a dolphin, and he's made a dolphin suit out of it. So oh, got, yeah. He's gone up the front and gutted it and put armholes and that, you know, and then run around in the deck with it with its head off his head. Yep. And they've gone and we didn't have Facebook then, so they've posted it on YouTube. Yep. And it got around and yeah, they got a lot of shit for that. Like, and that's come back to haunt the shark industry later on because then it's like, oh, they catch dolphins all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They catch seals all the time. Like, we're having a, we've had a heap of seal closures get put in there. That would have been. Four years ago, I reckon, just we can't hide anywhere from weather anymore because it's all marine park. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you catch many seals? I haven't caught one in the whole time being shark fishing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. right. But people, seals are smart. Like when I was pilching fishing, I'd swim out of the net all night. Yep. Just getting a couple of muleys and the skipper of the muley boats cracking the shits, and it's like, man. You're taking their food. Let them have it like easy catch for once. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, th- I think they found um, they did uh, some research on the dolphins around the trawlers. They're uh, dumb as fuck. Well, fucking what what they found was the cameras they put to film them. The dolphins would look at see the cameras and try and get closer to them, and they were catching more dolphins. Because of the cameras. Because of the cameras. So they had to get rid of the cameras. But, yeah, all, what they found is most of them were, like, playing chicken with, with the nets more than more yeah. than anything. Fucking. But there's definitely no shortage of them. Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just 
Again, it's, it's just pods and pods of them. Every trip you have them swimming next to the boat. Yep. Well, what's what's the biggest uh, great white you've seen down there then? Or, or anyone that, you know, someone you respect their opinion has said. I reckon, so my old boss when I was decking, yep. we just put the net in and chucked anchor in and one time up to the next the boat and he said, there you go, shoot, that's a proper 15 footer. Yeah, right. And it was, a, we could tell it was a male too, so it wasn't as girthy as a female. And then I reckon about five minutes later, probably... 12 foot female come up to the boat and the girth on that is the girth on the male the difference was yep. insane yeah right yeah because I, I I do remember saying like when I say my first white pointer like I said it was only small but yeah I always thought like a tiger shark was a girthy shark until I seen that and then I was like holy fuck yeah nah tigers have got nothing on a pointer Yep. Seen a couple of tigers when I was actually in X now. If you get the odd one down in Esperance, but usually when they're down there, there's something wrong with them. They're sick and skinny. Yeah, right. Yep. Well, I I don't know. The ones I've seen around Perth, like, they seem to get a lot, but they seem to be fairly small. Yeah. So uh, similar thing to whites. They suffer from media calling them a lot bigger than what they are. Oh, yeah. It happens everywhere. Yeah. But even getting back onto the Marlin story, just thinking, I remember, I reckon it would have been seven or eight years ago. I don't know enough about Marlin, but I'm pretty sure it was a black washed up on a beach 30 k's west of Esperance. And that would have had to have been a three or 400 kilo fish, I reckon. Uh, I think it was a blue. Pretty sure. No, you're talking Albany. This one never, oh, okay. this one never got publicised. Yeah, right. So this was before I'd caught Marlin and stuff like that. Yep. with the Dixon boys. And I reckon my mate had... I reckon I know the bloke that's got the bill off it. Yeah, okay. So And this... We were out there beach fishing a lot. What's that? And it was... That was fucking huge. Yep. Yeah, because all, all the big uh, blues that wash up are, are normally around, like, Albany Way. Sort yeah, of it's just was... where that... Is it the Lewin Current wraps around that corner down there? And I think they must get washed out of that. And then... Yeah. I, I think if... Yeah, if people had the time, the weather wasn't as bad and all the rest, like the really big blue marlin might come out of like the Bremer Canyon fishing. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That Bremer Canyon would have to hold. Yeah. Fish, I reckon that. So what's the running X-Mouth? They hit X-Mouth sort of late, the early December, is it? Yeah, late, late October people start kind of fishing for them. Yeah. But yeah, the big run or like the big numbers on the good years are normally in, in December, January sort of thing. So the way the current pushes that, it'd have to be, you know, something you'd have to go target from a canyon February, March, I reckon. Yeah. Maybe when the water's the warmest down there. Yeah. And the weather's shit. Yeah, weather's shit. But one thing, Bremer Canyon, that's only 15 or 20 mile off Bremer. Yeah, right. Like Bremer Bay's the closest place to the shelf. Yep. On the south coast. Yep. Like the tide we get down there, you know, that'll pull an A1 float under at times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, the hardest thing with all this sort of fishing, it's a bit like when, when me and Leewald were trying to catch a short-bill spearfish. So you spend two days just trolling and, like, two days of catching nothing and getting no bites 
Sensi a bit fucking crazy. So someone to go out there to put the time in, you know, you you'd have to put up with getting smashed by the weather and not catching anything to do it. But who knows? If if they did. I uh, I mean, a lot of this would be recorded on some of the long line captures, so you could probably go back through them. Yeah, so I've got so on the other side of our family, on the Kempton side, my cousin's the bad cousin, side. Yeah, on dad's side. <laughs> the better side. <laughs> I've actually my cousin's husband drives one of the long liners out of Freo. Oh yep. He drives um I think it's called Ties and Maru. So it's old Jap boat. And they don't have the need to go down there. There's only two boats in his bo- in WA and his boss owns both of them. Yep. So they're doing most of their fishing from sort of west of Augusta. I think he's been up to Gerald a couple of times, but they just sit around the back of Rottnest, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Canyon out there. Mainly targeting yellowfin? Big eye, I think. Yeah, okay. Big eye. And then they'd get the sorties amongst amongst them sort of thing. Yeah, sortie bike. Actually, I got a mate my age. He went and I think they're in the six metre polycraft. He went and got a hundred and sixty kilo sortie out of the Bremen Canyon. Yeah, right. Four or five years ago. Yep. But yeah, I don't think that'd be that enjoyable sitting out there. They picked the weather and everything for it, but yep. I think I only had two bites for forty eight hours. Yep. That's still not bad. Have you ever done sortie fishing, like recreationally? I don't like the idea of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's fucking frustrating. And it's it's not like big bite, like bang, it's like this tiny little you know, is that something? Especially if you if you haven't done it before and you're trying to work it out. Like frustrating as shit, so Yeah, nah. I'm good. Give it a fucking <laughs> miss. Yeah. Alright. Well like as far as your captures fishing, what have you got anything that you like? Not just pro fishing, but anything recreationally or whatever. Is there anything that stands out as a good capture? You're fucking useless as a diver. I've seen that. Yeah, I'm fucking hopeless at diving. I'm drowning in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming you haven't got much better anyway. So nah. Yeah. When you see a few whites, you. Yeah, tend not to want to go in the fucking water. So. Yeah, if you're learning in Esperance, fucking, yeah, you got balls bigger than mine. <laughs> yeah, um, I know probably the blue I caught with the Dixon boys, that was pretty cool. Yep. It's one of them things you can afford to catch once and then not let your arsehole get torn out to do it again. Yep. I know I've caught a couple of nice Rankins as well. Find them pretty fun. Down south, there's not a lot. I still haven't got a Jew. Yeah, I've right. Been on boats with boys getting Jews and. Oh, it's their fifth or sixth one out of Esperance, and I still haven't got one, and it's like, well, fucking hell, I must be useless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stick to just using a net then. Yeah. That's no, a good part. Gill nets work better. Yeah. Square, the square hooks. Oh, no, I reckon it's more going out and bagging out on nannies, having a good day on nanny guy with light gear because you can get away with it down there. Yeah. You know, going out and getting your 16 nannies between two years is pretty good. Yep. Yeah, that would probably be me. I like marlin up north. Yep. Yeah, right. And then, um, obviously, Esperance being, you know, down the bottom with, with the rough sort of weather. What's what's kind of – have you been in any trips where you're like, this This is not worth it? This is just completely fucked or um, – So, I reckon it was my oh, – I deck in plenty of times. But Skipper and I reckon it was my second trip was forecast to blow 
35 plus southwest. And so I had the weather to go down west, know enough to get into point in and hide. So it's only a small window, but you can that you can fit one boat in there and be protected from a southwester. And yeah, it blew southwest while I punched into it with probably four and a half to five meter swells. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to Bremer. I'm going to go anchor up the doubtful zone. I'll be safe there. And then it just got too much. So I turned around and rang some old fishermen and I was like, where do I go? And they're like, get into point in. So I took photos of the plotter. And they're like, yeah, in there as close as you can get. You might lose the anchor, but you'll be safe. And I was lucky I had my old boss's decky on there. Sonny, he's a little tire bloke, but absolute gun. And we've gone in there, we've thrown the anchor. Absolutely beautiful. They'd forecast it to say southwest. They didn't say nothing about it going southeast. So it's gone southeast and the swells pushed to the south as well. And then it started wrapping around the corner. So I'm copping the wind straight in, swell side on. I didn't sleep at all. I just sat up watching. As soon as the sun come up, I was like, something's not right here. Walked out the back deck and the waves are probably breaking 50 metres behind the boat. Yeah, right. And I was like, woke Sunny up. I was like, fuck this, Sunny. Just get a set of floats. We'll tie it off. We'll just go anchor up in this shit. And I think we spent 24 hours on anchor with water going over the windows in 30 fathom of water. (laughs) (laughs) And Sunny's like, in his little tire voice, we be right, boss. We be right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. So the the thoughts would have been going like, maybe maybe I should should be up fucking. Uh, I don't know, doing something on land rather than skippering at that stage. Surely. Yeah, or up fishing out of X mouth or something. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting that. <laughs> I reckon at about the same time that happened, Leewald's shop had put up looking for a skipper and I was like, do I just fucking ring him and see if I can go drive there, bro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just straight off the de- off the jetty, fucking straight up north. Oh, I would have just left the boat in Hopetown and told my boss to go get it. There's, <laughs> there's a jetty in a pub there 100 metres away, so. Ah, there you go. Fucking golden. On uh, the, this podcast before, uh, we had a mutual cousin, Cade. Talk, yeah, Ned Kelly. Yeah, talking about um, how you fell asleep and left him uh, in, in the, the water for an hour and a half. That was probably about twenty minutes, I reckon, because I was squid and not sleeping. Yeah, right. So and, he, you know, he, the three cut craze we had, not twelve. Yep, I, you did send me a photo. <laughs> I, at least I know you listened to the podcast because <laughs> I got the photo from you showing him holding three crayfish. Fucking, I, I reckon. Well, it would have been only three hours after we released the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have been back in Beverly, actually, and I was in the chaser bins, so yep. give me a bit of time to catch up. It was either that or I was driving back from Esperance. And I was like, that line, prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So he stitched you up. Yeah, I stitched himself up now, but hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows he's a liar. <laughs> Everyone that didn't already know it. Yeah. Do you reckon his beard's really that black, though? You reckon I reckon the hair dye helps it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, have you got any clangers though that you want to reveal or, or being a part of any besides old mate fucking getting a stingray barb um, through his leg? Yeah, I actually had one decky, and so you get a lot of weed in the shark net sometime. And I'm pretty sure it was my boss left a knife in the deck, and it was under the weed. And our shark knives have got a spoon on them to clean the guts out. And I've pinned the spoon with my left foot 
and kicked it with me right on the way through, walking up the roll of oh. smoke because I was that angry. And I dropped both the tendons in my big toe. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. And we were down west and he had to punch into a 30 night easterly for 15 hours to get me home to go to hospital and have surgery on my foot. So, yep. Just pissing out blood? Fucking um, blade or? Not pissing out blood. It was only the tip of the knife that got me, but it was just the perfect spot to get the tendons. Yep. Yeah. So is that that more painful or fucking, you know, I don't think I've hit a tendon? Um, Not, I reckon the pain comes when you're in a moon boot for six weeks. Yep. Like, trying to sleep at night was the worst thing. Yeah, um, okay. I think three days after it happened, my boss is like, I'm going to Vietnam tomorrow. Do you want to come and get on the piss? So it was me, him, one of the factory owners in Esperance, and a couple of our other mutual mates. We're down in the pub full of piss, and there's a dog racing called Cutfoot. Yeah, <laughs> Cutfoot. <laughs> and dear me, he's a great. More money than anyone. And oh, Storm, give us 50 bucks to my boss. Yep. So he's grabbed 50 bucks out of his wallet. He's got to add 50 bucks on this dog called Cutfoot. And come in paying like 22 bucks or something, I think. <laughs> so that paid for our piss for everyone or not. Yep. But um, what else, Clangus, has there been? Oh, I guess Kay didn't mention getting bogged when we were trying to get Jarby's tinny back on the trailer. Yeah, right. Same, same trip. That same trip. Yep. Nearly had a bomb break on us as well. I was only young and... I hadn't been out of Exmouth a lot, only with you, Swell. And I was like, hey, that wave don't look good. Our waves don't break here. And I was like, <laughs> hey, like, that's going to fucking break. And he's looked back and he's like, oh, fuck, that is going to break. <laughs> and I guess we all know Jarvis Tinny fucking cavitates like, fuck, if you just open it up. Yeah, so it's yeah. just cavitated and just sat there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. We're on here. We're going for a swim, like. I reckon Jay, uh, Jared and Kate had, had a few fights, but I reckon if that tinny got drowned, it would have been the flogging of Kate's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So a couple clangers then. Yeah, there's a few there. I yeah. reckon one of the best ones I've seen, I reckon it's when you were driving the Blue Horry and we had some little cocky blokes on there bringing their own tackle boxes, own rods, might even had their own bait, and that, just acting like heroes. We're going around the west side, and the, our wester had picked up early, and the tide was going out of the gulf. And you know yourself when that southwester hits the tide coming out and it picks the wave up. Yep. And they're all sitting down the back of the boat, and I reckon you've never seen four grown blokes move down the deck of a boat so quick when the first one cracked at the back of the boat and they <laughs> shit themselves. But yeah, fuck, it gets horrendous around there. Actually, actually, I remember once, uh, like cutting through there just to get to the the west side so you can get that shelter but um it normally doesn't break between the northwest reef there and the mainland but it can pick up a bit um i have heard of it breaking steve's told me it's broken but uh i come around the corner and there's some big swell through there i was like i reckon i'm good here and i start get to the point where I've, i've committed i can't go back and I'll see, see this wave and I'll just fucking gun it. Get over that second wave just as big, same thing. And um, a, as I'm going in, one of the other boats was following me. I, I can't remember the name of the boat. It was Terry Maxwell's one, but it was getting driven by a little bloke, Ash, at the time. Yeah. And he's gone halfway in and seen me go over the first one and just turned around and fucked up <laughs> gone the fucking long way but he said see me at the pub uh 
would have been months later and he's like, fuck, I was saying you go over that first one. I was like, nah, <laughs> not doing that. But yeah, we we don't get don't get the sort of swell or or that that you get down down south, but you get some uh, little weird bits through that slot and shit where it holds up. Yeah, oh, even so, we've only we only create similar setups to the marina in Exmouth. Yep, but in winter the swell cracks into there, and if they don't dredge it, it'll close out the whole way across. So. I have been on the boat as a decky where we've had to sit at the front, wait for a lull in the swell, and then race the swell before the next one's going to break through the mouth. Yep. And you've got idiots there surfing. Yeah, right. So you're dodging surfers, or most of me boss's mates. So yeah, yeah. You can't like, kill them. Oh, we know who this is. We'll get out of the way because he's not going to stop. Yep. But there's a 65-foot steel boat down there called the Doreen, so being steel doesn't move that quick. And I've seen that a video of that doing the same thing. That would have been 10 years ago, I reckon. And they timed it wrong. And the waves picked them up. And they're actually coming through the mouth side sideways. So they're side on with the swell just pushing them in. Yeah, shit. So they were lucky to not put that up on the groin. Yep. Fuck. Happens to everyone, though, at some point. It's just whether you're lucky to get, a, get away with it so you can learn from it. Or if you, you fuck it up. Or that... That's what I'm going with anyway. Yeah, Maybe oh. that's because I've fucked it up. <laughs> or if you wanted to do a Clangers episode and you got Frank from Esperance on there, yep. if he wasn't too drunk to remember all his Clangers, <laughs> you'd have enough content for about 20 podcasts. Yeah, right. I, I actually wouldn't mind doing that, just a, a best of Clangers and just oh. get as many many skippers on as you could just oh, to tell their fuck This ups. bloke would take the cake. Yeah. Oh, he's this... Well, or I think he's up to six or seven boats, he's sunk. Yeah, shit. Like, and i done a cray trip with him. My mate was decking for him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I thought this was the norm. My mate's run up to the bow of the boat. It was a back half wheelhouse. And he's up slapping an island while I'm throwing cray pots off the side. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just normal. Never been craying before. Yeah. I've got back in and a heap of other skippers. like, shoot, what the fuck are you doing on the boat with him? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, I was like, it's normal, isn't it? Inshore fishing. And they're like, nah, not what he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But 10 days, it was 10 cartons of piss and we went through. And we only come home after 10 days because he ran out of... <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck. Yeah, that's full on. That'll do it. Yeah, right. Um, So, fuck, uh, you, your missus is having a kid. Yeah, so... And it's yours. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's two, two good things. So um, you you yeah, out have, fishing for a while, is that? Yeah, so having a cesarean, so she's not gonna be able to do anything for a while. So yep. after he's born, have to be at least a month, I think, before I can go back down there. But boss I got it's pretty good, he's fully understandable. Yep. So jobs there when I get back, otherwise I might have to give Leewald to ring and be like, Oh, do you still need a slipper on blue strike up north? I wanna get out of this cold windy weather. Yeah, yeah, fuck I've I, I, I tell you, I've um, just been over in Victoria. Fucking, I'm I'm done with the cold mornings, I tell you. Yeah, oh, Esperance isn't that bad, but imagine Victoria's a bit worse. It'd be a bit like being in fucking New Zealand or Tasmania over there, wouldn't it? Yeah, I haven't been to either of them, so I, I couldn't fucking tell you. But, yeah, actually, it got, got warm while we were on the river, but 
the first first few mornings I was there, I was like, fuck, these, these blokes don't know what fucking summer is. This shit is freezing. Fuck, Lee Wall would actually be struggling with that, wouldn't he? Uh, I guess I'd, he's got enough hair on him to fucking Yeah, I think he's on. a bit of a polar bear, that cunt, so he's <laughs> in his element. You know? Drinking plenty of Bundy, putting the, yeah. the layers on. Yeah, he could be the new fucking Bundy polar bear. Yeah, you know? fucking actually, Bundy hit him up. I reckon he'd go all right. You know, he'd just be a bit more argumentative than the fucking <laughs> one from the ads. Yeah, I'll fight the cameraman wouldn't help. I don't think that'd be legal. He'd tell him how to fucking do it. That's for actually, sure. Actually, another thing going back down to X now days. I don't know if you've brought this up in the podcast, but the fight with Rio. Uh no, nah, I haven't brought the it Berger up. The Berger fight. Yeah. Well, what about it? I was just. I was actually thinking about it the other day before you messaged me and just thinking, yeah, fucking stupid. Well, we <laughs> went and had a huge punch up town versus Rio and then 20 or 30 of us had to go cook them fucking breakfast. <laughs> <the next laughs> Brecky in the morning at, at six o'clock. <laughs> I, I think the funniest of that fight, and we don't condone violence on the podcast, do a little bit, but um, it was in, in front of a burger van. It started over... I have no idea what. I don't was think like, anyone knew I think it was someone it. stealing someone's chip or something, and then punches were getting thrown, and people were like, "What? Who, who sides who on?" And the the guy from in the van, in the burger van, runs out, and he's got a bottle of vinegar. Oh, I remember this. And yeah. he's spraying it in people's eyes, telling them to break it up. He's like, "Break it up, break it up," and spraying. It's like, mate, this is not a Disney movie. Like spraying vinegar in people's eyes just makes them angrier. Yeah, I think you don't go. Ah, I'm blind. You go the fuck. <laughs> I want to punch him in the head. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's there nut... were tables. People were like jousting with tables. And I shit. think Cade threw a table trying to act like a hero at all. Yeah. Finish and Cade was still going, and Jarby's like, Cade, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I think the fight was over, and Cade was still going with. With a table, yeah. I think old my actually, I think it might have been the other way around. I think the bloke Cade was trying to get to was holding him back with a table. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just remember the cop rocking up in his dressing gown and telling everyone to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, X Mouth back in the days, I guess. Yeah, I reckon it was another night you thought you were Spider Man, jumped on the roof of some backpacker's car, and they wanted to fight you as well. Oh, yeah, that was a different one. Fucking. Yeah, I was trying to help him. I, I was just telling him it wasn't a good place to camp. <laughs> and he closed the window on me. But, no, nah, a bit of fun. I, I don't know if that one was a clanger. I was just doing public service. But oh, I'm trying to high jump the fence. What is it? The doctor's at the corner of the um car park at the pot shop. What, what was that? You trying to do high jump over the fence. Yes. And I think you were that pissed you didn't go to scissor leg. You actually went the... Oh, the flop. Went the oh, flop. Ac- actually, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Went the flop with no padding on the other side. and nah, just landed was... on that fucking hard red dirt you got yeah. next to Yeah, that's right. I think um, Holly Faxon, uh girl from X-Mouth, was filming it. And, yeah, I was like, I'll clear that easy. And I did. I cleared it. But I didn't put my legs back down. Nah. I just landed... Flat on your back. Flat on me back <laughs> on like concrete. And I just, I remember hitting it so hard. I was so sore and I had to pretend like I'm fine. Uh, I'm good. 
Walk yeah. it off. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could walk for fucking two days. <laughs> I completely forgot about that one. But it, it was literally I I should have done the scissor kick and went with the frisbee flop. I think either way you would have hit the hit being hit the ground because you were that pissed. If you tried to scissor leg it, your feet would have got caught. You probably would have hit your head. Nah, so, I, I was, I was a pretty it? good fucking scissor kick on the piss sort of guy. I won a lot of money doing it uh like Coral Bay and all footy trips, except for this time where, yeah, I don't, I don't even, I think, I think someone just said I couldn't do it. I don't think I got anything for it. I don't know no, why the idea came up. It. Might have been Beebs or one of them young lads, I reckon, or Reese maybe. Yeah, yeah, they probably just knew. They knew you were that piece that you do something stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, tends to happen. Yeah, right. So a uh, couple months off and then back into shark fishing. Yeah, get back down there and get back to the shark. So when I get back down there, the bronzy run should just about start. So yep. is that is there any difference in how you target them? You don't have to tell us any secrets. Um, but oh, I guess it's not really a secret. It's just the depth of water you're fishing varies. Yep. Bronzy is getting and hug the beaches, so you got to do the same thing. Yep. But um, yeah, bronzies will catch in shallow on any bottom when they're running but most of the time you're out on which spins a lot of wreckies out you out fishing hard bottom yeah okay or um your gummies and that because everyone uses different baits but everything most of the time you're just cutting ockies out of their guts yeah right so that's main food source for 90 percent of shark yep and um like the bronzies is it mainly you're targeting small ones just in schools or um the small ones tend to swell up yep. so you um whalers get a maximum size on them oh yep so but our price drops as they get bigger too yep so smaller ones we're getting good prices for same as gummy price yep medium ones drop a little bit and the big ones they crack the shits if bring them in yeah right and um do, do you ever eat any other sharks um, out there or not really? Not allowed to cut shark up on the boat, so oh, don't yep. eat it while we're out there. Yep. But always bring it home with me. Yep. But even the most useless cook could cook a piece of gummy. Yeah, you okay. You manage to stuff up cooking gummy, you may as well just live on Uber Eats. Yeah, right. So do you rate them? Yeah, highly. Yep. Like uh, battered or just fucking? Battered, crumbed, grilled, cooked on a barbecue. Yeah. Like it's... They're just a fish you can do anything with. Yeah, right. Well, I think think I've uh, given plenty of fish to to you and your brother, but I don't think it's ever fucking come back the other way. Well, so you're, maybe... you're on this, you've got this podcast and talk about how much fish you catch and no, how much no fish way. you catch with Jarby. We should be getting the fish off you, not us giving it to you. Hang on. If you've listened to this podcast, no one ever talks about the f- how many fish I catch. It's all, always <laughs> about how many fish Jarvi and Leewald catch and how fucking useless I am. So, But you'd think them catching all that fish, they'd give you plenty. You'd think so, wouldn't well, you? Well, Uncle Mick, once it hits his phrase, there'd be no fucking anyone saying it, a bit like Freddie back in the day. Yeah. You feel his phrase up fish to bring back to Esperance with me and I'd go back there the day I was flying out and be fucking gone. He's going to trade it for a carton of export or something. Yeah, well, fucking, if we're, we're talking about Freddie on the podcast, he might a- actually listen. But I, I gave him, um, or got his missus, who, who some people call my mum, to take some fish back for him. 
And um, so they they give me, or before they were giving me some steak, and I was like, sweet, you know, they know some farmers out there. I'm gonna get some T bones and all that because I lo- looked after them with some reds. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, fucking bag of blade steak. I'm like, make a nice curry then. Oh, fucking, this is handy. I just just giving you like five hundred dollars worth of fish, and you're giving me about twenty five dollars worth of blade steak. So, yeah, you gotta sort that out, don't you? Well, then I found out all the T bones went to my sister. I was like, what is she fucking yeah, giving you? Yeah, Haley. Yeah, the favorite. Yeah, she's like, well, I've given them grandchildren. So, yeah, that yeah. cunt's getting no good fucking fish from me from now on. You have to come down to Esperance and get some dusty longs or something. Yeah. You can take a couple of slabs of them back to me. Yeah, here, here it is. And I'll take your blade steak to you, cockhead. <laughs> ah, cool. All right, you got anything to add or ask or? No, I think that's about it. We good? Yeah, fuck off. Now we'll cheers for chumming up and um, yeah, we'll get Kate's fucking rebuttal. We we might even set up a blue. You two can fucking go at it. You nah, he'll put his Ned Kelly bucket on his head and I won't be able to eat him. Yeah, <laughs> you you'll be punching the bin on his head. Yeah, cool. All right, cheers <laughs> for chumming up. Yeah, cheers, sweat up. Yeah, cheers. Oh my god. What the fuck is happening right now? Oh, this is the best time of all I've got. I like going down the farm and chasing blue girls with dummy cars.